I, excuse me, sorry, sorry. Did you say San Diego? I think you mean Slam Diego. The Browns have won a playoff game. This is not a drill. This is not a joke. The Milwaukee Bucks should have been wearing them Creed City jerseys. That's why they lost. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Wright. Justin, I'm going to ask you a question I think I already know the answer to. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. (laughs) He's doing great because we're doing something a little different this week. We are recording this minutes after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just beat the Saints on Sunday night. Buccaneers are headed to the NFC Championship. Just start spewing, buddy. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, it's, uh, I can't stop smiling and just giggling. I am so happy right now. Um, it was an amazing game. Uh, the the I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just I, – I came into this game watching it. I've been – I was so nervous. You know, we've gotten just destroyed by the Saints this year. Um, especially in our last game in week nine with them. And we we just came out. We looked like a different team than we had all year. It was it was amazing. We had some amazing turnovers. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting, Devin White. They Our defense just stepped up and they came to play. Every single time we got a turnover, the offense came out and capitalized on it. And, and that was the game changer. We didn't have any any turnovers ourselves, although there's a few that were very close. Um, had those been close the other way, no, it might have gone a different way, but ultimately it didn't. You sound like you need to catch your breath. <laughs> I'm just so happy. Man, I... I... I've, I, I remember this feeling from uh, years back. It's, it's awesome. You are this close to being the first team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's, there's so much from this game I haven't fully processed yet. I'm, I'm totally still just in, in, in shock and in, in bliss and so excited. I, I can't stop thinking, you know, we had a couple of guys that came and they had, you know, maybe not crazy standout days, but Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson, I, I've got to highlight them right now. Tyler Johnson's a guy that barely gets mentioned on our team. Scotty Miller's came up a few times. Um, you, the announcers even noted when he came into the game, they're like, oh, and a rare Scotty Miller sighting. And, oh, Brady goes for him. And he had a an amazing 29-yard reception. And then Tyler Johnson got just one look, one shot, and he had this amazing – one of the most acrobatic acrobatics, not the right word, but just total body control catches. You, you need to watch the highlight. Like I, I watched it. I'm like, Oh, it's gone. We're not, we're not getting this. And he just reaches and grabs it. And it was amazing. That's the team just came to play. Yeah. I, I actually watched, I know exactly what two plays you were talking about with those receivers. And I find it very funny. We said it last week on the show. If you guys were going to pull this thing off, it was going to be guys like that that had to do something. They had to make the play. And uh, I remember mentioning Scotty Miller by name and here we are. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, you guys did exactly kind of what we laid out last week and you already commented on them. Your defense just lights out, man, four turnovers, 
uh, compared to none for your offense. Your offense did a great job taking care of the ball, making something of those opportunities that your defense gave you. But that's how you be a team like the Saints on the mm. road uh, in the playoffs. It's just it was an unbelievable performance, and it's going to be a heck of a game against Green Bay on Sunday. It's I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I didn't want to meet them again this year, but. I'm 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 happy that we are right now. I we've from where we were last year and the last few years with Jameis Winston and how close we kept getting to the playoffs and being a playoff team and just the basically we just kept loading the revolver and shooting ourselves in the foot. And this year, you know, it started last year with Arians. Uh he came in and I've talked about it. He he did a culture change. He took out some toxic pieces of our team. Um, ironically, I still think it's crazy that he brought in Antonio Brown, but you know, he, he has been as far as I've seen, not an issue in Tampa. And he was, he was very quiet today. Uh, he was on the sideline for the most part, just having one reception. I cannot uh, believe how well some of our off-season moves are free agent signings that turned out. I mean, we signed Tom Brady, which, you know, I was excited about, but I was like, an older quarterback coming out of Florida, this is just maybe his retirement. But um, any doubts I have have been quashed over, especially this latter last few games of the regular season and then going into this postseason. And there's, there's, I, I totally understand it now, Patriots fans. I totally understand the hype around him. He, he comes in and he's not only a good decision-making quarterback, but he is a true leader on a team and he's made such a change. But anyway, we got Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette, who I think a lot of people writ off or wrote off as a bust, you know, a first round draft bust from Jacksonville has come. And especially going into this postseason, he has, he has stepped up. He, I think, is one of our, our best off-season signs, our best free agent signings. He is he has been worth his weight in gold right now. I just I feel like our team has has taken that step where we have where everyone's kind of come together and congealed into one unit, whereas just before it wasn't. There there was a disconnect and it, it's showing in this postseason run where I think going deeper than people thought we would we're playing better than people thought we would i almost i i almost feel in in some ways that the saints may have wrote us off a little bit as like oh we beat them twice this year i i don't think that's true that's sean payton is an incredible coach but i i i, I know i'm just rambling and word vomiting i'm just so excited that, no that's good man that's that's why we wanted to do this we normally don't record on sundays right after games we wanted to do it tonight because we wanted to catch Justin's raw emotion one way or another. And we're getting obviously the happy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was just uh, it's such a cool thing for a team like Tampa Bay, you know, green Bay who you're going to be playing. They almost seem like a perennial showcase in the NFC championship. They're here. It seems like almost every year. It's just so cool to see a team like you guys. And what I wanted to touch on and obviously it's a big if, but even if it doesn't, it, even if it ends in Green Bay this Sunday, we can't discount what Tom Brady has done in his career. 
and I don't think discounts the right word because I don't think anyone's going to discount it, but it's kind of, I remember talking about something similar back when we were talking about the NBA finals and LeBron James, we are watching a, a talent that we will never see again, do mm-hmm. something that we will probably never see again at the age he's at right now. And winning the six Super Bowls with New England is incredible in its own right. But if he is able to take the Buccaneers in his first year there and get them to a Super Bowl and maybe even win it, you he, he is you have to call him the goat. You have to. Yeah. You know, there's no one else. I, I'm, I don't care. Manning, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Favre. any, yeah, Favre, Elway. I'm sorry, you can't hold a candle to this. You know, this this would be the pinnacle. I I had that moment watching Brady again tonight when it became clear that you guys were probably going to win, and he was doing what he has done so many times. It's like, damn, we are we need to revel in this. We're never going to see this again, probably. And it was just as a sports fan, cool to watch for me. That's what I enjoyed about it. It was an incredible night. And I've been talking, you know, all this week um, to various people about this game. And I kept saying, like, this is most likely the last time that we will get a game like this, where we have two such storied veterans and legendary coaches going head to head in, in a playoff game. You know, this is, this is a game that I think would, is is worthy of a of an nfc championship in its in in and of itself yeah that's that's the quality of game i felt like it was at least for for me i guess no Um, i i i agree this could have easily been the nfc championship but the way those two left it all out there tonight and i think that's a good segue for me to give my shout out i want to shout out drew Brees on an incredible career if this is really it yeah, that's the com the the announcers kept commenting that the report broke that after the season Breeze is calling it in in a way even though we won it is is as as the reporters put as uh, as very bittersweet. Drew Breeze has been an an incredible story in and of himself. It's he's gonna go down as somebody who when you say his name it feels like you should have more than one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all he is going to retire with is the one Super Bowl win. And I remember watching him win that Super Bowl way back in the day. I was still in junior high beating the Colts. They were extreme underdogs that night. I've always admired Drew Brees. He's somebody I've always enjoyed watching. I think he's a great guy on and off the field. The things he's done for his community. Um, mm-hmm. He's just, you know, I, I couldn't give my shout out to anybody else this week. So what a career by Drew Brees, uh, not obviously the way he wanted it to end, but nothing to hang his head about. That's, I will say, I think, um, I think maybe later down the line, whether it be weeks from now, months from now, years from now, I think we will find out that, that the injuries that Drew Brees has had the past couple of years have plagued him more going into the off season or going into the postseason, I should say, then we may have know he known he did start. But if you look at the Bears last week and against the Bucks, us this week, he he did not go for the deep ball. There there was a couple times where he went for longer ones and it kind of came back and bite him. Michael Thomas had zero receptions. 
but I, I, I think that maybe he was hurting a bit more than, than we knew, or maybe he had been hurt more in more of a capacity than we, we were aware of. Or that he um, let on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and the commenters noted on this too, during the game that last week against the bears, their one deep play that the saints went for, they brought in Taysom Hill this week. They brought in Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. And, and they said, even with the Jameis Winston play, like there's no reason they could have done, they couldn't have done that without, or with breeze in. So that, that was what was making me wonder. And I could be completely full of crap, but. You could very well be right though. We don't know. And a guy like Drew Brees, he might never come out and say, you know, how badly he was actually injured or if he was or whatever, you know, just to, you call, you said it perfectly on the show last week when you called this matchup, it's probably this last matchup ever between Brady and Breeze, this clash of the Titans. And it, it, it was, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it just, I think it speaks to the competitor that Brady is and you guys are a wild card team, but you don't really feel like it. That's for that's, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's I think last week was really tough against the Washington football team. Our guys, I think came out. We were very, very nervous, very jittery. Uh, Chris Godwin, you know, notably had a had one of his worst nights, and there's still some of that in in a certain amount. But I think now, you know, it's 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 maybe hitting him. It's maybe sinking in a little bit. Like, hey, this is this is really happening. And I think had this happened with a newer quarterback, a younger quarterback, I should say, rather than the 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 veteran that Brady is, I don't know that we'd be here right now. He definitely, I think, rallied the team around him. Um, and there's some moments last week where, you know, there's Joan walking off the field and Brady was comforting Godwin or at least talking to him. I, I still kind of can't believe that we're here, which is, is I guess, crazy. There's, I'm sure, fans out there, you know, Patriots fans and, you know, maybe Steelers fans that are like, yeah, you're just going to the championship game. I mean, it's not the Super Bowl. But, you know, we – as long as I've been a fan of Tampa Bay, we we haven't even we haven't been to the postseason, and and no one can say I I am a bandwagon fan because no, Jared, you know, I'll I'll fight them for you if someone started, says that. Yeah, I started following Tampa Bay uh, early days of Jameis Winston. I was gonna say, you know, those shirts that people get at places that say "I survived whatever." You need one that says "I survived Jameis." Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I really like what you said about like, it feel it's a, it's a surreal feeling right now for a fan like you of a team like this, because I remember, I still remember vividly where I was in 2013 when the Seahawks won the divisional round and we went to the NFC championship for the first time that I really remember while being a fan. I was, I had to play pep band that night. I was in high school and we had just beat the Saints in the divisional round. And I, the entire night playing pep band, it was like setting in, like wave, it would hit me in waves. Like we're in the NFC championship. Like we are 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl. And that's what you are right now. Mm-hmm. And you've got, we kind of touched on it earlier. You got a behemoth ahead of you next week, but to be the best, you have to beat the best. And if I'm Tampa Bay right now, the confidence is through the roof. You've played two playoff games on the road, you know, one and both, obviously this last one, a very, against a very talented saints team, you've beaten green Bay down in the regular season. Now that doesn't mean anything now, but you know, you can do it. Your guys know that they can do it. And if nothing else, you can look back to that tape. 
you've got a game plan, you know, you, you know how to, you know how to do it. And it's going to be different this time, obviously, because it's in green Bay. Uh, you're playing a very hot Packers team, but it's going to be great. You know, the, the championship games and the Super Bowl should be excellent, excellent games. I think these both will. And I know you could talk about your bucks forever, but <laughs> I feel like we should talk about the other three teams and how they got to the conference championships. If you're ready to move on. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I can do that. All right. Let's stick with the NFC. Then talk about your opponent on Sunday. The Packers got a pretty solid win over the Rams on Saturday. Didn't surprise me. Doubt it surprised you. No, no, there wasn't a surprise at all. No, this was what should have happened. The Packers were the better team. I'm really trying not to sound like the salty Seattle fan who's happy the Rams lost, but I'll be honest with you. I am. And uh, you know, Devonte Adams is just a, uh, he's a beast and Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind right now. I noticed the Packers had some fans in the field or in the stadium at Lambeau this weekend probably going to have some fans there again for the nfc championship this week did you know that this is actually aaron Rodgers' first ever home nfc championship i did not know that that's crazy it's right i didn't believe it when i first saw the stat i was like come on he's got to been played at one in lambo no the last uh nfc championship in lambo field 2007 packers giants brett Favre was the quarterback dang so no Rodgers has played all of his conference championships on the road he's going to get a play at home this time we get Battle of the Bays round two, you versus your brother. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. One of the, the right brothers is going to have their team in the Super Bowl in a couple Dang. weeks. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Uh, boy, it's it's hard to pick that game if I had to pick. It's uh, hard it's, to pick. It is. It is. Um, I, I've got a poll for my boys, of obviously. Um, but I – I can totally understand if you pick against him because Aaron Rodgers is hot right now. Like you said, he is going to come in swinging. And the other thing is, this is kind of a grudge match for him, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I said it with uh, the Ravens and the Titans. You can't ever discount that revenge factor that goes into a game like this. And everyone has said it. It's pretty clear by the numbers. I remember the announcers were saying it tonight at the end of your game, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they were saying how that was Green Bay's worst game all season was when mm -hmm. they played you guys. Uh, and you guys really put the boots to them. I don't think that's going to happen again. If you guys win, I wouldn't be shocked, but it's going to be close. I mean, this could be a game that comes down to a field goal as time expires over time. It's going to be a dandy, and I'm excited to watch it. And the NFC Championship is first this year. It's the early afternoon game, and then the AFC Championship's at night. But um, if I have to pick... Uh, I would love to see you guys win, but I'm going to pick the Packers by three. And you can now re rebuttal at me. <laughs> it's, I, I can't. I, I, I really think it's a game that goes either way. If our, if our defense can, can continue to stymie Aaron Jones and if we can defend the deep ball against Aaron Rodgers, maybe get some picks like we did tonight. Yeah. If, if we can win that, I think we've shown if we win that turnover differential, if we, if we can, if we can overcome it and not turn the ball over ourselves, I think we can, we can beat just about anybody. Yeah. And I, I, I was going to say the same thing, actually, whoever wins a turnover battle in this game, I think is going to win. 
because against an offense that's very similar to the Saints in terms of firepower, what you're going to be playing in Green Bay, you you need to create opportunities for yourself because you probably can't rely on just the normal ones you're going to get. Uh, if your defense plays like it played against New Orleans, I could easily see you winning that game. You know, it's it's really going to come down to the play of the two defenses. Honestly, I'd say the same thing about their defense to you guys. Taking the ball away from Tom Brady is easier said than done, and that might be something they need to do. So my prediction really is whoever wins the turnover battle is probably going to end up winning the game. I mean, right now our defense is playing incredibly well. It's one of those things I just I, – I think back to uh, – it's a football life or a football life uh, about Warren Sapp. And he talks about coach Rudin telling him like, Hey, if we are going to, if we're going to be champions this year, the defense needs to step up and make plays. And they did. And this year, you know, it's this, it's right now, it's kind of the same thing. The defense is stepping up and they are making plays. Yeah. You, that, I like that you brought that up. You're, you guys are going to need to channel that O2 bucks team, that defense that created three, pick sixes in the Super Bowl and you know mm-hmm. that that all-time defense yeah you're gonna have to channel those guys and you've got the group that can do it man right now if if Devin White plays like he did if he plays next Sunday like he did tonight and Sean Murphy bunting although <laughs> I sent you a message he did, yeah yeah Murphy bunting and then like immediately after I sent that he he had a you know, pretty big penalty against them. I'm like, oh, come on, man. For those of you wondering at home, Justin sent me a text right after his pick in all caps that said, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting is a steely-eyed god. So, <laughs> yeah, no, you you guys, that's, you know, defense wins championships. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's an old adage, but, man, there's a lot of truth to it. And uh, I'm just super excited for the NFC Championship. It's, yeah. all, it, uh, you know, it should be a good game anyway. It, uh, theoretically, you have the best two teams in the NFC going at it. And I think right now I'd be hard pressed to argue against that. I think you do. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've talked so much about Tom Brady being the veteran on the offense. I, I feel like I kind of ignore we've got veterans on the defense too. Sue, um, <laughs> you know, he, he wrecks havoc. And, you know, I know he's had kind of a controversial past, but he has been playing some of the best football I've ever seen out of his career right now. And then we have JPP who again is, is a veteran and has just been balling out this year. Yeah. You guys Um, are coming together at the right time. I mean, it's all just kind of meshing. You're getting hot at the right time. And that's, that's sometimes what it takes to win a championship in any sport. You know, it's the team that gets hot at the right time that, all you really, it sounds easy and oversimplified when I say it this way, but when you get to the playoffs, you just have to string together three, four wins, you know, because sure. whoever does that is going to win it all. So yeah, it's uh Oh, it's setting up to be a dandy for the battle of the bays round two. I'm, I'm excited. I love I'm, it. I'm excited too. Uh, so with that, let's, let's flip it over to the AFC going to be a pretty good game on that side too i think uh we'll talk about the bills first oh go oh, ahead sorry i was just gonna say beat the ravens 17 to 3 uh some uncharacteristic field goal misses by justin tucker the ravens kicker uh usually as automatic as they come he hit two of them off the upright on saturday night now that score the, the two the six points he left out there they weren't the difference maker in the game obviously but 
it did change the way how the Ravens approach the game, especially down the stretch, you know, a two possession game, you call a lot different than a one possession game. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the long pick six by Lamar. His first ever red zone pick actually went the other way for six for the bills. Uh, it was just the, the feeling I got watching the game. It was just the bills night in their time, you know, in front of their fans, a franchise that has waited so long to get to this point uh josh allen playing some incredible ball they're as hot as any team right now and if i'm the chiefs i'm a, i'm a little worried yeah and then the chiefs i mean the browns played they played all right but they just couldn't they couldn't finish out yeah how much of that game did you watch that game too on sunday today i watched some of it i didn't watch all of it um I, that game was very you know, it, it, it had the feelings of a blowout for a while. And, and then Patrick Mahomes went down with a concussion. And he couldn't come back in the game. Chad Henney had to come in and finish it out. But when Mahomes went out, all the momentum shifted to Cleveland's side. It went down. They got a touchdown. Made it a one-possession game. It comes down to the Cleveland defense gets them to fourth and inches. And everyone thinks the Chiefs are going to try to draw them off sides, get the cheap first down with their backup quarterback. Andy Reed called a shotgun pass on fourth and inches inside their own territory, got it and won the game. It was one of the most gutsy aggressive play calls for a situation like that. I've ever seen by a head coach. Andy Reed is one of the best coaches in this league. And it was put on full display, I think, during the divisional game against the Browns. Now, I still have to give all the credit in the world to the Browns for what they were able to do this season. Uh, You could see the look on Baker Mayfield's face as he's waiting at the end there, just praying that they're going to get the ball back with one more chance. And I think if he would have had the ball in his hands with one more chance, he might have made it happen, man. He just had that look in his eye. And the Chiefs never gave him that opportunity. Andy Reid got it done with his backup quarterback and it leaves kind of a question mark right now, at least at the time of recording this is Mahomes going to be good to go against the bills at home for the AFC championship next week. I don't know. I mean, they better hope he is because I don't think Chad Henney can go toe to toe with Josh Allen. I don't think so either. Um, I will say the, I did watch Chad Henney play a little bit um, and he did exactly what you want of a, backup quarterback he came in and he took care of business he did he had the one bad pick uh the browns weren't able to do anything with it but yeah overall he did you know he did what he needed to do to get the job done i'm not gonna lie i kind of forgot about the pick <laughs> yeah that was a pretty bad I, I was watching the game uh with your brother and when he threw that one up in the air i called it about halfway through its trajectory that that thing was going to get picked because it was well overthrown tyreek hill but other it's, than that, it's tough to overthrow Tyreek Hill. Yeah, dude, that guy so fast. You know, that's the other thing about the Chiefs. They're not completely out of it if they don't have Mahomes next week because of the talent they have on that offense. Tyreek Hill is one of the fastest guys I've ever seen in any sport. And Kelsey is so strong. It's just, uh, just a monster when he gets the ball in his hands. They have a myriad of playmakers on that chiefs team. So they're not completely out of it, but boy, they, they need Mahomes. They really need him. Yeah. I, I'm not going to count the chiefs out ever because, you know, Andy Reed, you know, I think 
there is a lot of focus in the NFL on Patrick Mahomes. And I think Andy Reid gets a lot of spotlight too, but Andy Reid is at least 50% of what makes that team truly incredible. And I'm not, I'm not discounting Patrick Mahomes. He is an incredible quarterback, but quarterbacks got to have plays to run. He's got to have a coach to call plays and, and Andy Reid, you know, in his time with Kansas city with, in his time with Patrick Mahomes, he is, rarely gone wrong with what he has done you know they say oftentimes that a team will kind of take the identity of its coach and I think that's very true with the Chiefs because they are a no fear sort of gutsy team And, and, and this is an incredible stat that I heard recently that there are now two teams in NFL history who have hosted three consecutive conference championship games, the chiefs now and the Eagles from 2002 to 2004, both teams coached by Andy Reid. Uh, coaching as far as coaching goes for the AFC championship. I give the advantage to the chiefs, nothing against Sean McDermott, but we just, you know, rant and raved about Andy Reid and everything he's mm-hmm. done. It's just, they're going to be, it's going to be a great game. Also, you know, I just think we're in for another treat with that one, especially yeah. if Mahomes does play could be a shootout um but if i'm gonna pick i'm picking the bills and that's whether mahomes plays or not there's something about this bills team the moxie they have the talent they have you know stefan Diggs. he's making you know he's part of the reason josh allen's having the year he's having and Mm -hmm. again i think it's going to be a close game another three-point game maybe but i give me the bills my super bowl prediction i guess as i Set it here will be Bills and Packers, but what say you, sir? I'm I'm picking the Bills. I said it last week or the week before. I don't think this is a Bills team that's going to take no for an answer. And the Bills have played the Chiefs this year. They lost to them, which was, you know, it was by nine points, 26 to 17. That's, that's not a huge loss. No. And, you know, they had one more loss this season – against the Cardinals on on a Hail Mary. But other than that, you know, this Bills team has been very convincing in what they can do. And I, like I said, I just, I don't think at this point they're going to be willing to take no for an answer. I think they see that Super Bowl and they're just planning on leaving everything else in the dust until they get there. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Like I said, I got the feeling watching the game against Baltimore that this was just their time. The stars were aligning for the Bills right now. Also, did you see the cool off-the-field story that Lamar Jackson obviously got injured in that game, and a bunch of the Bills mafia, the Bills fans, went and donated to one of Lamar's favorite charities? Oh, I did not see that. I think they raised like $25,000 or something. Incredible stuff out of the Bills. Oh, wow. You know, no fan base deserves it more than that loyal – bills mafia and hey josh allen said if they go win the super bowl he's gonna he's gonna jump onto a flaming table (laughs) so i would they got the right quarterback yeah they do yeah they do so i'm super excited for that afc championship as far as the x's and o's of it go i think one thing i noticed out of the chiefs against cleveland that they're gonna have to do again really well is they did a really good job on the edge defensively. They did not let Browns runners get much of anything at all going to the outside. They made them do everything up the middle, and 
there were times that Nick Chubb still was able to make things happen up the middle, but they shut things down on the edge and they're going to need to do that against a very athletic Josh Allen who can take it himself and run. That's, that's going to be, I think a key for victory for Kansas city. I, I just, like I said, there's something, some higher power, whatever you want to say is pulling me toward the, the bills. So bills for me. Yeah. It was a incredible weekend of football. The divisional round is really where it starts to set in that, damn, this is real. Like the wild card round is great, but once you get out of the divisional round, you re- you realize, hey, like we're we're right on the doorstep. You know, my suit. I was thinking about it the other day. My Super Bowl prediction at the beginning of the season was Ravens Packers, and how different of a season it turned out to be when I made that prediction way back in August. Like, you know. For you too, I'm sure. Like we both anticipated so many things happening this season that didn't pan out, and the things we didn't anticipate did, and that's always how it goes. It's just it's been a wild ride. And one week you have the Titans with the COVID outbreak, and then you have you know the Browns with it going into the playoffs, and it's like you know this player here, this player here, drama here, drama there. Just kudos to all the behind the scenes people that made this so this season could happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I want to wait to talk about it until after the Super Bowl's over to see you know kind of look at it totally in retrospective, but to talk about and look back at how the NFL has handled this. Cause I think, you know, I've talked before that I think they've really mismanaged a lot of things, but their, their boots on the ground, so to speak, the guys that are just, you know, everyday Joe's doing, doing what they do, you know, have done incredible. Um, and, and I think that's something that, you know, until you really said it and you think about it, is, is something that has been overlooked. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you're talking about the a league, the only league, I think, that didn't do, maybe with the exception of soccer, a bubble, you know, at any point in its season here. You know, they had to deal with the travel, the uh, all the stuff that you really don't think about as being a huge factor until something like this is going on. So, yeah, I agree with you. The NFL definitely missed some opportunities along the way. They definitely mishandled some things. But it certainly looks like that we're going to get a whole season off really without much of a hitch. And it's pretty incredible. Yeah, not much of a hitch, except for, you know, the Browns not having a head coach. And yeah, you know, there's the some Broncos things. not having a quarterback and the Browns not having any wide receivers and screwing yeah. the Steelers schedule all the crap. And, you know, we still no I, hitches except for the hitches. Yeah, except for except for the hitch. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, um, man, I just, I'm still kind of like you and I'm not even a fan of anyone that played today. I'm still just kind of trying to process where we're at right now. It's crazy. It's going to be weird this year with no pro bowl, no actual pro bowl. You know, there's still the pro bowl voting and you're talking in the midst of all this, the teams that aren't here, you've got head coaches being hired and fired, you know? Yeah. And we still haven't talked about that. And I, now is not the time to do it, but no, no, we'll, we'll get into the, all that when the Super Bowl's over. We will definitely, there's a lot to talk about as far as that concerned. We're going to need a whole episode probably just to, to break down all that. Yeah, it's just a lot to take in right now. It's, I am still just oh, I masking. remember what I was going to ask. Uh, were you building a Lego set tonight during your- I was, I was. Um, I mentioned last week to Jared, I'm like, 
I so my brother got me the the Mandalorian Razor Crest Lego set for Christmas. Heck yeah. During the game, I, I put the phone or I put the game up on my phone and I started building that Lego set. Um we won that game and I was like, well shoot, that must have been good luck. So this past so you know, a couple of days beforehand, I went to town, got a got another Lego set. I got the 501st battle pack. I was building that. Um, I was making dinner during the first half of the game where things were kind of neck and neck. And then after, uh, after halftime started building Lego set, we, we kind of took control. Hey, so I will be buying another Lego set for the championship game. (laughs) Um, if anybody has any suggestions, um, by the time this comes out, it'll be too late. Maybe I'll put a poll up on Twitter. There you go. Yeah, you know, remember that commercial a few years ago, that NFL one where it showed like a bunch of fans doing these weird little rituals during games, and then at the end it says it's only weird if it doesn't work. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely true, man. Yeah. Superstitions, you might laugh at them, but hey, it gets a job done sometimes. I know exactly what you mean. So if Lego Star Wars is what's getting it done for the Bucks, I'm sure Bruce Arians and company would be the first to tell you, keep on building. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know how it'll ha- I'll be able to do that during the Super Bowl, though. Oh, man. Yeah. You might not be able to take your eyes off the TV if they're in that one. It'll be like that that uh, that scene in SpongeBob where he's got the bucket full of – or, yeah, the bucket full of hands, and he just keeps chewing the nails on them, I think is how it goes. Yeah, yeah, like he's eating popcorn. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to be you all – dude, I'll tell you this, too, from experience, and you're maybe not quite as much of a lunatic as I am about this stuff. But if your team ends up in the Super Bowl and you're like me, you're going to wake up at 8 a.m. that morning and you're going to watch pregame stuff all day because that's exactly what I did when Seattle played Denver, man. I'll tell you, I sat in front of the TV all day. I watched the teams get on the bus to leave their hotel four hours before the game. I was that – it was that much of a day for me. <laughs> it's it's going to be a day of hype. Yeah, if we make it to the Super Bowl, I'm going to have to take – take some uh maybe a personal day off at monday um and if anybody at school is listening to this you didn't hear that yeah 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 hey i i would be the first to write you a note if my say had any sway it's it's gonna be such a day full of emotion but then again i kind of want to go and gloat yeah there <laughs> we, you go if, if we won so when Seattle won our Super Bowl against Denver, my high school had so many Broncos fans, and that's the one thing I wanted to do is gloat. And I really couldn't because we had an FFA trip that next Monday. So I couldn't even be at school with people until Wednesday when it had kind of died down a little bit. Just two great games coming up this weekend, Packers, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs. I don't think we could have asked for a better Final Four, in my opinion. Uh, I think um, it's funny too, if you'd asked anybody last year, at the end of last year, if you could imagine those four teams, they would have been like, yeah, I can imagine all those teams, except for the Bucks. Yeah, no, really. I mean, I think that's probably would have been the, the cons- especially like pre-Brady, like pre-getting Tom Brady, if someone had said, hey, the Bucks are going to be mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship next year, I think people would have laughed in your face, honestly. And even with Tom Brady, I don't think a lot of people, maybe even early on, myself included, I'll be honest, didn't think you'd make it this far, you know, just because sometimes it does take a team a year to get things under the belt, to get things figured out. But it, it just goes to show the, 
level of leadership on your team, whether it come from Bruce Arians, Brady, any of the veterans, the talent, it's just all coming together. Like we said, so it's, it's awesome. We've got in our first year of doing this, we've got an expansion buddy in the NFC championship and maybe the Super Bowl. And you know, what's crazy too. We, we've gotten to where we are right now with no real preseason. We we've had some real growing pains this week and, or this, this week, um, this year, I think it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So two very important questions for you now, a, are you going to have a bet with the brother? Any sort of bet, game, prop bet, point coverage, I don't know, spread, anything. There's that. And then the Mike Evans jersey, what's the update on that? Um, it it is on its way. All right, sweet. Sweet. Well, he had another nice touchdown against the Saints, right? Did he yeah, he did. One? He just had the one. Uh, because let's see, I think Fournette and Brady each had one as well. Yeah, Brady had the one QB sneak, right? And I'm, yeah, he had the QB sneak, and then yeah, I'm pretty sure Fournette had the other one. I'm yeah. almost 100 percent positive. Yeah, I watched the game. I had it on. I told you I didn't. I had it on. I didn't have the sound on because I was doing other stuff, but I was definitely watching the screen a lot. I didn't realize that that one long touchdown by New Orleans had happened via Jameis Winston, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I texted you and I'm like, I don't want to talk about Jameis. All right. Well, we don't, well, we don't have to talk about him anymore, but it was, it was uh, one of those wow moments, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, he was very excited to, I think, get that little bit of revenge. Um, and then we, yeah, he, he, I don't he, think he made any favors with his former teammates by getting that revenge. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I said, if, you're just tuning in now or missed earlier. We are recording on Sunday night right after the conclusion of the Buck Saints game. We wanted to catch Justin in uh, his state of euphoria, and I think we've captured that very well on this episode. So, And, hey, we don't have to worry about doing this later in the week now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So hopefully no huge breaking news in the sports world that comes out over the next couple days after we've already recorded, I guess, if it does. Uh, apologies we'll talk about it next week or if it's truly crazy we'll do a a short mini episode maybe yeah we'll have to slap some disclaimer in or get it in there somehow like if um gosh what would be that crazy james harden gets traded again that's true (laughs) that would be insane (laughs) the nets are already sick of him and he's going back west he's headed to the spurs i don't know I was going to say uh, LeBron retires mid-game or something like that. Yeah, just walks off the court, hangs him up, calls it a career. I guess if something like that happens, we'll have to figure it out. But I, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll. I think the biggest thing in sports this week will be the build-up to the conference championships. Uh, I will say, um, I know it's not allowed, but I was talking with a member of my community, and he he's a Saints fan, actually, and he's like, he was saying like, man, I just kind of feel like you guys are going to win. Uh, we beat you twice this year and it's hard to beat a team three times. But he was saying, he's like, I wish you guys would bring back the creamsicle uniforms. And I'm like, so do I. And I know it can't happen, but if we play the Super Bowl in Tampa, if we're in it, and that's right now still a big if, it would be so cool if we could use our throwback creamsicles. Oh, you'd have to get like all the Bucks fans to sign a petition send it into the league offices and let them 
or make them change the rule to let you because that yeah well if if the nfl liked fun they would do that yeah the no but fun you know league. yeah the roger goodell is sitting in his house just no fun here mister yeah you know he's probably thinking of ways to make it less fun actually Pretty soon, teams won't even be allowed to have colors. They'll just be all grayscale. I was going to say, it's he actually, this is his favorite year. There's no fans in the stadium. He's like, let's make that a permanent feature. Yeah, I like the quiet. <laughs> <laughs> all teams just play out in a field in Kansas. Oh, boy. No uh, fans. Man, t- I'm just trying to picture the Bucks in their creamsicles in their home stadium in the Super Bowl with Tom Brady as their quarterback. It feels like an episode of the Twilight Zone. It would be amazing. <laughs> oh oh I, my gosh, I want it so bad now. If it's Bucks, Bills, and you both were able to bring back the throwbacks, the Bills. Oh my old, gosh. Oh man, nostalgic for a time we weren't even really alive in. But uh, I've watched enough of those old highlights. Some of those old uniforms were popping. Yeah, it's, I'm actually looking up right now because I do want to, I do want to look at the Bills' old uniforms. They got the old red bison on them, Buffalo, not bison, Buffalo, uh, and they are, they're pretty slick. I like them. I mean, they haven't changed a whole lot. Yeah, because uh, let's see, 1976. Oh, they have the updated logo. They changed from that in 73, it looks like. Gotcha, gotcha. Still, though, that'd be pretty cool to bring back the old Bison. I'm trying to remember if the AFC or the NFC is the home team in the Super Bowl this year. I believe the NFC is uh, because last year, just going off of uniforms, the Chiefs wore their dark and the 49ers wore their light. So the NFC, you or Green Bay are going to be the designated home team, and you will – get your pick of jerseys or eligible jerseys is how that goes. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys do go, you think you're going to go with the home red or the, the road white? I think, think we would go with the red. Oh, I I think we would go with the home red. You'd have to in your own stadium, man. I feel like you'd have to, there was a crazy thing for a while there where it was like 12 of 13 in a row or 12 of 13 Super Bowl winners were wearing their white jerseys for like a stretch there. It was crazy. Like no one wanted yeah. to wear the the dark. Yeah, it's, I'm almost 100% positive that we'll go with the red, the home red. But I, I, I'm almost willing to bet if we do make it, we're going to try to as closely as possible recreate our, our 03 uniforms. That they wore in the Super Bowl that year? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's I had to double check. I I was pretty sure, but I had to double check because I don't want to say the wrong thing, especially about my Bucks. <laughs> but we were the home team that, or well, we we wore our home uniforms. I yeah, think. you would have been the home team that year. Yeah, every even year the NFC is the home. Oh, okay. Yep. So. Um, but yeah, we we wore our red jerseys, pewter pants, and pewter helmets, which is just mm, classic look. Definitely. And I mean, our, our current jerseys are, are throwbacks to that year. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing, right? The Buccaneers of seasons past are coming up to help you guys this year in many ways. Yeah. It's a uh, man. I think that's about all we got. I feel like we're kind of rambly now. Uh, 
uh, you could probably shout out your whole team. I gave my shout out to Drew Brees. Do you have any specific shout out that you'd like to give? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I do. Uh, It's um, Sean Murphy bunting for sure for that first initial, you know, interception that, Ooh, I almost knocked over my mic. I apologize if that came through, (laughs) but you know, um, it was a pretty slow start to that half of the game. And he kind of changed the momentum for us. Also, Tyler Johnson, that catch was incredible. I will remember that catch for the rest of my life. That was just so incredible. And it came at a at a big moment. We needed that. And then Devin White for just playing, you know, crazy good defense today. I, I like you, yeah, you said I could shout out the whole team. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop it there before I keep going. <laughs> before you just grab the roster and start reading down the list. Yes. Um, <laughs> actually, oh man, that's, yeah, I, I could totally because, yeah, I, I, I could. That's, uh, we had some backups in today that, that played quite well. That's um, uh, one of our, I think our right guard was a backup and he, you know, for, it was only like a second NFL start. And for being that way, he he kept Brady very protected. Total team effort all around by Tampa Bay. Uh, we're down to our final four. Like I said, I think that is it for us. Everybody, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Keep listening. We'll publish you. for you every Thursday. In a couple weeks from now, We've got a plan in the making for a pretty special pre-Super Bowl episode. I won't give too many details away, but keep listening for that. Uh, Be sure to drop us a like, a follow on Twitter at the expansion BU1. We are putting content up there all the time for you. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're there on all three of those platforms for your listening pleasure. We appreciate everyone who tunes into us every week. We'll check back with you next Thursday and never forget party like it's 1976.